Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access, Jason Lockin for Ken Wyman. And joining us now from the Bowie Bay Sox, former first-round pick for your Baltimore Orioles, it's Caden Grenier. And Caden, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. Before we start talking about you personally, I'm curious, set the scene for us. Looked like a lot of uh, a lot of energy in that crowd last night. Grayson's first home start in A. People bringing gas cans to the stadium. What was last night like? Uh, it was it was really nice, actually. You know, we, uh, we hadn't had too many big crowds yet this year, and so – coming back from a, a real long you know 14 day road trip to, to a crowd like that last night was that was a lot of fun there's a lot of a lot of energy in the in the stadium uh just you know it, it makes it easier to play uh in front of a crowd like that so it was definitely a lot of fun so anybody on the team uh go ahead and and channel channel i'm sorry their their inner art class as a kid and 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 come to the ballpark with any uh gas cans for for grayson nobody nobody did any hobby projects uh on your day off on monday uh none of us <laughs> no, I, know. I, I know there's a lot of a lot of fans that brought some some stuff yesterday that uh you know that the guys enjoyed seeing but uh none of us really you know uh got into any you know jokes or anything like that okay so what's it like you you got basically two number one starters at the moment and heck before kevin smith was was promoted he was pitching really well bradish before that bradish before that i I guess every night you guys go to the park you feel like you got a really good shot to win well yeah i mean we have we have an unbelievable you know staff of pitchers right now between our starters and, and then the few bullpen guys we have and and the fact that we've been running multiple starters, you know, two starters a night for most games, it it, it definitely gives you a good sense. You're like, wow, like, you know, first of all, they're all really good starters. And then you're like, and you're running two of them out the same day. It's, yeah. it, it just gives you that sense of like, dude, we're, we're going to win a lot of games because of our pitchers are, are going to, you know, just go out there and dominate. And then obviously with our, our trust in ourselves as a position players with our offense and, and the way we play defense and stuff, yeah, every single night we come out here, we're like, hey, we got a really good chance to win. Well, Caden, you guys are only about, what, five, six weeks into your season. But for you personally, it's already been a, a tale of two seasons. Mm-hmm. In the first 15 games, 151, nine total bases, three RBIs. Then you go on in your your next 15 games, 474 average, 45 total bases, nine extra base hits, 17 RBIs, 15 runs scored, three home runs. I'm sure it wasn't flicking a switch and a lot of hard work and extra work in the in the indoor cage and whatever else to get there. But, I mean, such extremes. Can you kind of talk about that process of coming back through the other side and, and doing it at such an elite level? Yeah, no, it, uh, you know, Part of it all starts with just the, the coaching staff that, that they've put around us here and, and the trust that they have in me, you know, still throwing me out there every night, even though I was struggling big time to start the year. 
um, talking to those guys every day before the game, in the cage, stuff like that. Uh, and then just, you know, one day, yeah, it, it finally I was able to just relax. You know, I, I just, for whatever reason, one day I just felt like, you know what, like, these guys still trust me, they still believe in me, and, and I was able to just relax. And, and with that came some, some more clarity on, on what I needed to do to to get back to the way that I play baseball, the way I hit, stuff like that. And, uh, and it's really just, you know, kind of just been a like you said a tale of two seasons so far but um you know there's there was just really just one day that it was just everything just seemed like it relaxed a little bit and i just went out and, and had a lot more confidence in what i i do and what got me here and um and, and you've seen the results since well I, we were out there the sunday that you me and my kids when you and adley both hit the the multi-run bombs in both ends of a doubleheader and i know you'd had a couple of good games against Richmond over that weekend. But what was that Sunday like, the last home game, before you guys went on the road for two weeks? Because it, it seemed like you, you could almost see your confidence soar from, from the first game to the second. Yeah, no, that uh, I told guys that's that's probably the most impressive day of baseball that I've ever played. Wow. You know, for me personally, you know, I had like seven RBIs, that day, two home runs, I had five hits, like, I've never had a doubleheader like that or or even, you know, a span of three games like that uh, in my professional career. So to, to come out and do that on a doubleheader after a rain out, um, obviously with Adley pretty much doing the same thing that day, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a lot of fun for us. And, and looking back on it, that was that really was the day that I started this, this hot streak that I've been on and, and just trying to get back to doing that every day, even though it's, you know, pretty much impossible to yeah. do that every day. but. Uh, that day was definitely a career day for me so far. Talking to Caden Grenier of the Bowie Bay Sox, inside access, Jason Lock and four Ken Wyman. So, so tell us a little bit about that that catcher fella, Adley Rutschman. You you know him better than most. You played some college ball with him at Oregon State, and now, of course, you guys are reunited in Bowie. Uh, did, did, how soon did you know this kid was was going to be something when you saw him in Corvallis? Uh, you know, it, it 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 took me a couple years, honestly, um, because. When he came to Oregon State as a freshman, he was he was still a good player, obviously one of the top guys in the state. But he was still he ended up being on the football team as well. So right. He missed a lot of our fall practices, so I really I knew Adley, you know, obviously, but I, I hadn't really seen a ton of him on the baseball field because I didn't get to practice with him all that much. Once he got out of football after freshman year and decided he wasn't going back, you just saw this dude just take off. You know, having the full summer of baseball, the full fall of baseball, and into the, his sophomore spring, my junior year, you were just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is the dude that everyone's been talking about. And then he just – it was one of those things where you're like, there's no way he's going to do this again. And then he did even better his junior year. And it's just like, wow, all right. Um, and then, obviously, it was a no-brainer for the 1-1 pick. And so when I was in Delmarva, everyone's talking about, hey – chance to take draft Adley, you know, and then he gets drafted and they say, hey, you're going to play with Adley again one day. I was like, hey, man, I'm all for it. So, Caden, I'm curious. I spent, uh, I guess, six years of my life living in Oregon outside of Portland in, like, the Beaverton area. I've been to, I've been to Oregon State a couple times for football games. As a young man in Corvallis, what do you do for fun? Oh, man, you know, a lot of what we did was just based around our team. Uh, we would hang out with each other quite a bit. We all love to play video games together and stuff. Yeah. But when when the weather was nice enough to actually like go do things, <laughs> I had a couple friends that had kayaks, and we would go kayak on the river right there down in uh, downtown Corvallis. Yeah. Or, 
um, you know, that, that was there wasn't a whole lot to no. do for us because even on our free time, you've been busy all day at weight training and practice and with schoolwork and stuff that you typically just want to just chill and play video games, hang out with your roommates and stuff like that. But like during the summer when we would first get there and we didn't have school and it was just baseball in the morning or whatever, um, I would go spend a lot of time going on hikes and kayaking and stuff like that. Well, Caden, you're only 24. You're only a few years out of college. And I think people lose fact of just how competitive and how difficult it is to do what you guys are doing and to try to climb the ladder. And the former regime drafts you. Um, you, you probably, you know, I don't hit as well as you would have liked at Delmarva, right? You probably spent more time there than you'd like. And then every time you look around, they're drafting shortstops because it just seems to be like what this regime wants to do, right? It's Gunner and it's Westberg and it's Ortiz and it's Hernandez and, and Servideo and they're signing, you know, shortstops internationally. I just can't imagine what sort of that, that pressure is like for, for guys who are as young as you are um, when, when, you know what I mean? It's kind of like we're building this, this pipeline and, and we're going to do it wave after wave after wave and they, they seem to have kind of locked in on your position. Is that, is that, I got to imagine you, you can't not be cognizant of it, right? Like it's, it's, it's out there. Oh, of course. I mean, we're, we're all very aware of who our, you know, and I hate to say it, but this is how it is in this business is we're, we're very aware of who our competition is within our own team within our own organization because we're all fighting for that one starting shortstop job in Baltimore, right? And so you yeah. have 15 shortstops that are trying to be that one guy so you're all competing against each other. Now, the, only, the other thing that I'm very aware of is that you can take any of us shortstops and put us at any position yes. on the field and we'll excel. And I think, I think that's where our new front office is going with this is they know that you can take a shortstop at a college, at a high school, because typically the most athletic, you're probably your best defender on the field, and you can put him at second base. You can put him at third base most times. And then in some guys' cases, you know, we have a lot of guys that are middle infielders playing center field. They're playing outfield now, yep. too. It's just it's a very valuable position, especially if you can get – it's the same thing we did at Oregon State. Our, our, our coaches took three shortstops, and we played all throughout the infield. My freshman year – Nick Madrigal was a shortstop yeah, right. in high school, played second base. I played third base, and then we had another shortstop at short. It was just that's, that's how it seems like more and more teams are doing it this year. They're getting center fielders, and they're putting them in right. They're getting shortstops. They're putting them at second and third, and that's just the way it goes. Um, and you can see that that's what, the, what our organization is doing as well with me and Joey yeah. switching all the time between middle infield. Um, you know, I know that, like, Gunner has been playing a little bit of third, and, and those guys switch between second, short, and stuff like that. And that's, you know, they're just, we have a lot of really versatile middle infielders in this organization right now. Well, that was going to be my, my follow-up is, I know Joey, it seemed like he tweaked his, he did something swinging the other night, so I know he hasn't played in a few days, but when he got up there, I, it seemed like you were playing third more than I'd seen you before. It seemed like in the past, it was you and Adam Hall, right, kind of toggling between short and second. Have you enjoyed getting over to third a little bit more? I, I guess so, because to your point, it's the more you can do, and, and the, clearly they're looking for Swiss Army knives. Well, I mean, I've actually only played third one game. It was just one, okay. Yeah, it was one game in Binghamton uh, this last week. But it, so for the most part, it's been pretty typical just to switch between second and short that I was used to doing with Adam down in Delmarva. And then when I got promoted to Frederick uh, in 2019, I didn't play second at all. It was strictly right. short. 
Uh, you know, but it's just the, the flip-flopping between second and short. I, I'm used to both positions. Um, and then, you know, I can also move over to third. It's not my first time ever playing third. And so it is just having all those tools makes you very valuable. And if you can be a plus defender at all three of those positions, then, you know, there's guys that are in the big leagues that have been there for 10-plus yeah. years because they can play those three positions. And they make a whole career out of being a utility guy. And and if that's what a team needs, you know, that's something that I feel like I can provide is, is being able to play pretty much whatever position is needed. Caden, before we let you go, one last question. It's not a sports question. It's a question we ask every guest that joins the show. It just helps that old debate between Jason and I. Simply, are you a bar soap or body wash person? Body wash, yeah, of course. I thought yes, so. That yeah. actually wasn't the last question. Yeah, I, I have one yeah, more oh, NA question. Okay, go ahead. So my, my kids and I haven't talked to you in a few years, but I, we, we did have a conversation about Impractical Jokers about two or three years ago. My It is not nearly as hot in my house with my kids as it once was. Are you still an Impractical Jokers guy? Are you st- still Team Joe, if so? Uh, definitely still Team Joe. Uh, <laughs> I do I, I do love Impractical Jokers still. I haven't been watching it as much Okay, this year. I've been... I've been on a ridiculousness kick. Oh. Okay. TV. I love uh-huh. that show, but I spend most of my time actually watching the Food Network. Um, you know, I, I love to cook, and so watching watching the Food Network's been my thing for the most part. But uh, a lot of my time on TV is is either watching hockey or watching like ridiculousness or something like that. But then uh, there's a lot of nights that I'll still I'll still throw on like True TV and and Impractical Jokers mm-hmm. on and. And I'll definitely watch it for hours. What are you cooking? It's timeless. Yeah. Do you cook for teammates? Have you had like a team meal or anything? No. That's very tough to do just because, you know, one, we're not really supposed to gather outside these days. So, you know, cooking for Mm -hmm. a team would be be pretty much uh, a no-no. Yeah, it'd be a no-no. It'd be very frowned upon. But uh, it's more of just I just basically love to, like during the offseason, the whole last year being off, I just, you know, Really, just stepped up my cooking game and, and excellent myself how to how to make different things that I've always wanted to try. And um, you know, very rarely do I make the same thing like twice in a month. I just keep doing different recipes, and it doesn't matter what it is; it can be any any cuisine type or whatever. And and uh, a lot of the techniques I just learned from watching YouTube videos and watching the Food Network. So. I like it. Renaissance, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Caden Grenier, thank you so much for your time, man. Continued success to you, and hopefully we see you as you, you continue to move up the ladder here in the organization. One day we'll see you at Camden Yards. Yes, sir. I sure hope so. Thank, thank you, buddy. Thank Keep you up so the great much. Work. It's inside, it, inside Access. Jason Lockin for Ken Wyman. We told you yesterday Jason got a bidet for Father's <laughs> Not Day. totally Coming up next. It's a half We'll see bidet. if Rim he shot. enjoyed it. That's next here on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.